back to Moms After Bedtime. This is episode 23. Um, I am here with Megan, Mandy, and my sister-in-law, Katie. And you're Brooke. Hey. Hi. Hi. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm Brooke. You guys should know that by now, okay? Um, and today we are talking with Katie about co-parenting and the holidays and all the different things that kind of come along with that. But first, let's do some wine and cheese. Katie, you want to share? We're doing them together now, so you can do your wine and cheese in one. Okay. Um, so my wine is about a half hour ago before I came on here. I was doing the dishes, and my coffee pot is broken. There's like a literal hole in the bottom of it. So now my whole... I don't have a spare coffee pot, mm. so now I'm going to be without coffee. Oh, no. Are you using your Keurig, or is it a coffee pot? No, it's a coffee pot. Like a glass coffee pot, which has a big old hole in the bottom of it. Like a perfect circle. How does that happen? I don't know. And I can't find the other piece of glass either, which is a little stressful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And let me think. Cheese. Because my life's full of such good things, I just can't pick one. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I've survived another week at work through yeah. the pandemic, so we'll go with that. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And Katie works in, in healthcare, so that's amazing to make Oof. it through a week in <laughs> COVID world. Yep. Um, Megan, how about you? Yeah. So um, my wine, I'm just going to make it be uh, yesterday was like the day from hell, basically. <laughs> yes, it was um, the full moon. Okay. Was that's why? Moon? Because really? literally. Mm-hmm. Everyone and everything was, like, everyone that we even talked to was, like, why is this the worst day? Well, one, I, I like, started teaching from home. Like, my school is still in session, but I'm remote. And so, like, navigating that was just weird. It wasn't, like, bad. But in the morning, like, our morning routine is a little bit different now that I'm going to be home. So Ryan comes in and a meadow, he took meadow for a walk, our dog, and she came in with she, like, walked through some kind of prickly bush thing. Oh, no. With, like, all of these little, like, fuzzy prickly things all in her fur because I had to get a goddamn golden doodle that has the worst <laughs> fur to take care of. And so I'm, like, in a towel that doesn't fit me right now because I'm pregnant and, I like, chasing her around the living room trying to brush these things out of her fur so Ryan can get to work. And I'm, like, I'm going to go and labor like chasing her around the living room like naked on the floor naked on the floor (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) trying to brush these things out blah 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 and then it was raining so bad the night before and into the morning that we have a skylight in our on our stair case like on the roof of it well it's a skylight oh my god (laughs) It started to leak the night before, and it was just, like, a tiny little leak, and we're like, oh, no, we're just going to have to call someone. Fast forward to now, and it literally looks like I live in a haunted house. Like, the walls are, like, the wall is all, like, distorted, and the paint is, like, crumbling off. Oh, my God. We had somebody come look at it, and it's going to get fixed, but... Owning a house is fun. Yeah, I was literally just going to say it sucks. <laughs> I'm like, you, and we literally just bought a generator. Like, we were like, you know what? We're going to get ahead of this, and we're going to get a generator so that we're all set and spend a bunch of fucking money on a generator, and then this happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I bet you anything that we're not going to lose power once this whole <laughs> winter. <sighs> and then during the day, 
while Ryan was at work, we found out that because we work at the same place, there is like a clause in FMLA that says if you work at the same company, you have to share maternity and paternity leave. No. What? That's not fair. So the max that I can have is 10 weeks instead of 12. Because he's he's going to be home with two. Yeah. And like we could have like finagled something like maybe he just doesn't take two, but it's really like looking like I'm going to have a C-section. So we kind of. You're going to need him home for yeah that's what i thought yes, like i are. want him home yeah especially with a c-section if you end up having to go that way yeah and it's i'm honestly it's kind of looking like it will be that way which is fine because that's what needs to happen but yeah so we didn't foresee that happening or coming that's so, so messed up yeah so it was just like why does this day suck and then something happened with our car too but it wasn't a big deal it was like a very small fix not our new car the old car oh yeah but anyway so Whatever. It was just, like, the day from hell, but it's all stuff that... Well, except for the maternity leave part, unless we move, but... (laughs) (laughs) But everything else can be fixed, and Meadow's fur is fine now. (laughs) But the the cheese of that um, is that our new king bed that we decided to buy um, for ourselves, because we're both turning 30 within, like, two weeks, so we thought, what's the best gift for turning 30 and it's a new bed (laughs) sounds about (laughs) that arrived (laughs) that arrived today so hopefully uh this weekend that will be all set up and ready to go so that's my cheese oh that'll be perfect for like third trimester and then having a new baby (sighs) sounds nice yeah i'm excited to just have more room (laughs) (laughs) does meadow sleep with you yeah and she kind of, like, the way she lays, like, she lays where Ryan's knees go. Mm-hmm. And she's all spread out. So Ryan's, like, in a ball. Mm-hmm. And then the covers, she's on the covers. Mm-hmm. So, like, literally this morning, I think I was still asleep. And I woke up by saying, why are you always taking the fucking blankets from me, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> like, I had, like, this much sheet, like. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it'll be nice. <laughs> Shane and I sleep with two separate blankets now because we have that same problem. Batman sleeps in the middle and then I can't pull the blanket because he's on top of it. So he's on, yeah. we each have our own comforter. <laughs> Sleeping with Simon, like a tiny pug and then a cat <laughs> is torture. I can imagine like a big ass dog because they... Because then you have like two different... It's so... They get... And they're obsessed with me. They're always like one of yeah. them's on one side of me, the other one's on the other. So I have to sleep in like an S shape. To, like, accommodate yes. them. Like, why? Why can't I just move them? That's I how know. I sleep, too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why don't you just move her, then? Because he, like, ends up coming to bed a little bit later lately. And he's like, well, I love her, so I can't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shane's the same way, anyway. and then I just take Batman's legs and pull him <laughs> to a different place. Yeah, I'm like, just roll her over. She'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> they sleep on the floor. They can get comfortable on a bed in any position. Right. Sure. Mandy, what about you? Um, so my wine this week is unfortunately in this lovely world of COVID, everything's been going up, all the numbers have been going up, things are spreading, and unfortunately it made its way to our daycare. Thank Ugh. goodness. I know it's weird to say, but thank goodness Isla was sick because I think she missed a big chunk of what could have been the exposure period because she was out for so much. Oh. She came back for one day, and then they shut down. So she technically was 
exposed. She was considered exposed that one day. So we did wait the recommended time. Like she was exposed on Monday. We went and got her tested on Friday after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, And thankfully it came back negative and she has had zero symptoms. She's going off of my wine from last week. She thankfully is out of that phase (laughs) where she was just screaming and crying and miserable the whole time. Um, She's actually like the happiest she's been in forever. So I'm like, if she has COVID, then the only symptom is joy. So (laughs) I think she's okay. But yeah, thankfully... Thankfully, we dodged that, but because of that, uh, we found out on Tuesday, and of course, Thanksgiving was Thursday by the time this all happened. Um, so we ended up not being able to go to my mom's for Thanksgiving and just doing Thanksgiving at home, which it was okay, but because it was the last minute, we didn't have stuff to cook, so we had turkey sandwiches, <laughs> and I bought a store-bought pie. It wasn't really that good, to be honest, but I mean, it was something, so it was like in a way, it was kind of nice to just have like a cozy home Thanksgiving day, mm-hmm. but it was a little bit of a bummer because I always look forward. It was just going to be my mom, her boyfriend, and my brother's family, but it's still nice mm-hmm. to see them. So that was a bummer. And then because daycare has to be shut down for a couple of weeks, Phil is working remote this week, um, which he's actually like, I mean, he's like thriving, but <laughs> <laughs> today he was like, yeah, no, today he's like day three, I'm ready to go back to work now, mm-hmm. but but yeah, overall, it was just kind of a wrench in our day-to-day. Um, but yeah, thankfully, I know everyone who's positive from the daycare is doing well. So, But yeah, big bummer. But the cheese, besides the fact that Isla is no longer miserable 24-7, is that I finally just bit the bullet today and announced our pregnancy on social media. Yay. I, I couldn't wait. My plan... Today, as I'm saying this, and as I announced that, nine weeks, five days. So earlier than most people. Yeah. This is, I think, pretty much identical to the time when I announced Isla. But Mm -hmm. I just, I can't wait. I'm too excited. I can't keep my mouth shut. And also, like, (laughs) (laughs) I really can't. But also, I, like, just want to normalize miscarriage and terrible things happening. Mm -hmm. So, like, if anything were to happen, then it happens. Like, I don't want to suffer alone anyway. So, Mm -hmm. like, I just want to share the joy and enjoy it. For yep. hopefully it lasts the whole time. But yeah, so that's out there and it's exciting. And I came home and I was like, we're taking a picture. And Isla was like fussy. <laughs> and the second we brought her outside, she like, she didn't had, look like, fussy. No, she had, like the biggest <laughs> smile and she's like all photogenic and like, okay. <laughs> she like knew. She's like, okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, she. I love the picture because she has no idea what the sign says, but she looks so excited oh, about it. She's so happy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Seriously. she doesn't know at all what's coming. <laughs> You know yeah. why she looks like that? I just posted actually on our Instagram story because it's my takeover week right now. Um, it's this new thing that Phil like beatboxes the beginning of I'll take you to the candy shop. <laughs> it's like and every time he does that, she loses her mind. She thinks she like gets so excited. She dances and like claps. So he, I'm pretty sure he did that. And that's how we got that face. But behind the scenes. Um, okay. So my wine this week is it's kind of a wine and a cheese, but I'm going to go with more wine because I think it outweighs that, that I think Shay is finally done breastfeeding, which is like, Ooh. I've been waiting for this day for a while. I'm ready for it, but I'm, the past couple of days have been kind of sad. So, you know, it's, she's 19 months now, almost 20 months. So, you know, it's time <laughs> anyway, but it's just a little sad that 
it's a transition for you yeah. and for her, you know. Yeah, and I think I'm anticipating this is my anxiety coming in. Like, a lot of people have, like, emotional, like, hormonal problems when they get done breastfeeding because it affects your hormones. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to spiral down into a depression or something. But we'll see. It's, like I said, it's a little bit of a cheese because I'm definitely excited to not have to be, like, her soothing and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um... So yeah, I think I I was mostly depressed because my boobs turned into flat sets of <laughs> sadness. So that might be the they, they don't get any better even 9 or 11 years from now either, <laughs> just so you're aware. Well, at this point right now, there's like milk in there cuz it's they're used to having to feed, so you know, my boobs are a little bit more perkier than normal. Which brings me to my cheese, actually, and that it's sweater weather, and I went out today to Walmart with no bra, which is not abnormal for Walmart anyway, but (laughs) I was just... She's, like, all proud of herself. (laughs) But it was just a nice day that, you know, I had a big enough, like, baggy enough sweater on. You couldn't tell. I even asked Shane before recording the episode tonight, like, could you tell I wasn't wearing a bra today? And he was like, no, I couldn't. I was like, that's my cheese. (laughs) That's important. That's impressive. Yeah. I wish I could just be more confident with no bra. I'm trying to. I wish that I could just do that and it not. You can tell. doesn't matter how baggy the (laughs) clothes are. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've got the benefit of, like, some of the milks in there. So they're a little more perky. A little more, yeah. I just took the opportunity when I could, and I went with it. So, (laughs) And just so everybody knows, today's a remote day. I did not go to work. And teach students <laughs> without a bra. I would never ever do that. I have all boys, and they like to make a lot of inappropriate comments. So, yeah, no, I would never do that. But oh my. I did drop Shay off the daycare. I picked her up, and I went to Walmart, all in with no bra. I was... Then they left, and the daycare teacher was like, "Did you see Shay's mom? <laughs> no bra." I feel like I just tell myself, like, I see people out, and I can, if I can tell they're not wearing a bra, I have, like, an initial, like, ew, and then I'm, like, good for her, and then I forget, so that's, I'm, like, people aren't gonna remember, right? (laughs) That's what I'm going for, but, so, like I said earlier, this episode, we're interviewing my wonderful sister-in-law, Katie, so happy to have you, and, or, Katie, just tell us a little bit about your background as a mom. My background as a mom. All right. So I have two girls. They are nine and 11. And uh, their dad and I have been separated for almost three years now. Um, So they share half their time with their dad and half their time with me. They're wild. (laughs) They're both school age. So we've got the whole coronavirus thing going on and remote learning. Between two homes is a lot. Mm. But yeah, that's, that's basically it. I was more of a single mom when I was with their dad than I am now, but that's besides the point. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like uh, like knowing you when you were with him and then knowing you now, you have a lot more free time, which I don't know, like, I don't know, like, if that's good or bad, but you seem to have a little bit more, I don't want to say freedom, but kind of more freedom. <laughs> this is a genuine question, and I don't want to, like, be insensitive to single moms out there who do share like custody but I've always wondered that like obviously you miss your kids but is it also nice to get like a little bit of like a reset for them to be gone a couple days it is especially because up until their dad and I weren't 
together. I mean, we would always, like, we had, we have family, they would always, like, take the kids and we would always do things together, but, um, I definitely find that, like, the, the break from them is nice. I miss them the whole time they're gone, and it took a lot of adjusting in the beginning, but now I'm so used to it that it's a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But, no, I enjoy my, my alone time. I didn't practice any like self-care or do anything that I enjoyed before it was just constantly like take care of the kids and go to work and do all the things that need to be done and that was that and now I have the time to do that so Mm -hmm. and you were the or you are the primary caregiver so like you never had that break before that you now have um which we all talk about we've had other episodes where we talk about like 50-50 50-50 relationships and like sometimes relationships just aren't that and mm-hmm. yeah it's not fun I'm sure no um so we figured we kind of focus on holidays but if we get off topic that's fine too so one of my questions I had was how did you decide who gets the girls on what holidays and like how does that work for you guys so what what the schedule has been the last few the last like few years that we have been separated is that when we first separated it was like the first year of all the big holidays and we didn't want to change things too much for the kids and my family is much larger than his all of my grandparents are alive and they're all divorced so there's like four sets of grandparents and then my parents are divorced and so the the family gatherings up until corona <laughs> are a lot So we wanted to keep things as much the same for them. So I kept them the first year we weren't together um, and did like our normal things. So, and then we swap, we just alternate years for whatever holiday. But this past holiday, it's technically my year for Christmas day, but their dad's girlfriend also has two kids. So they're trying to coordinate a Christmas where they're all together. So I sacrificed my Christmas morning with the girls in order for them to be able to have one whole Christmas together. So that's going to change things a little bit, but um, we just alternate years. And last year was your first year not having them on Christmas morning. Yes, it was. What was that like? Awful. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) Yeah, it was terrible. You can ask my Ryan. It was not, it was bad. It was really bad. (laughs) But I mean, if I barely talked to them, they called me in the morning and that was it. Um, Their dad and I don't, get along very well so we're best to just not speak to one another but sometimes I think he's um he tries to be spiteful on purpose like he knew it was gonna dig at me for them to barely speak to me all day so that kind of sucked and then like obviously waking up in the morning and like we had their things here but they weren't here it was just very weird and going you know to all the places we normally go without them was weird and bringing all their unwrapped gifts home was weird Mm -hmm. what did you guys like that makes me think of the girls aren't they don't believe in Santa anymore. or <laughs> So they know that I'm Santa and that their dad is Santa. They know that, like, adults do the whole Santa thing. And I've done the dreaded elf on the shelf since Paige, my oldest, was two. So for the last nine years, I've done this stupid thing. <laughs> and <laughs> they still wanted me to do it this year, even though they know that I do that as well. And um, they've still, like, really enjoyed it, which has almost made Christmas, even though they don't believe anymore, it's kind of nice that they still, like, act on it. Because I enjoy Christmas much more when they're, like, all full of spirit. And, like, my Mm -hmm. 11-year-old wrote the elf a note, even though she knew I was going to read it. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. 
So you guys didn't have to do the whole, like, Santa's going to go to dad's house, but then he's also going to come to mom's house. I've always, like, wondered how that works yeah. for families who do that. The first year that we were separated and they had to spend their time between two homes, they still believed, and that was kind of just what we told them. Like, Santa will come here, and then Santa will go to dad's house, and then it was always like, well, how does he know where we're going to be? And I'm like, oh, he just knows. <laughs> mm. The magic of so, Santa. Santa knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. My youngest is the one who realized Santa wasn't real and then spoiled it for the older one. So. <laughs> yeah. That's how I realized that my sister, who technically isn't related to me, she's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I call her like my gods, my foster sister, I guess you could say. But um, she would spend like actual Christmas with her biological family and then we had like a a fake Christmas kind of with her and my mom would say that Santa came on this random it'd be like December 12th or something Santa came and dropped off her presents and they had the same handwriting as my mom and I don't know yeah the handwriting always gives it away yes (laughs) I've seen people now like typing letters I'm like oh Oh, that's smart smart. my mom used to purposely write like different than her handwriting so we couldn't tell my my dad would just write all in capital letters yeah like as if that's that, that, like, was, me. that was me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it works for quite a while for most kids so yeah yeah it was like screaming like thank you for the cookies thanks for being good Santa. <laughs> it works <laughs> So are there some holidays that are harder than others, like not having them? Um, I think the hardest one was Christmas. They love Halloween. I am not big on Halloween. I've never been big on Halloween. Like, I like getting them dressed up and, like, doing their makeup for them and stuff. But I think that that one's not really one that I care too much about. Christmas is the biggest one. And then, for some reason, Easter. I don't know what it is about Easter. Hmm. But that one's a big one, too. And then their birthdays, like since they were born we've always done like on their actual birthday we always do something and then they always have a birthday party too and actually this past year both the girls were with their dad on their actual birthdays which that kind of sucked too do they ever say anything like do you think it's hard for them too this year they were frustrated because they're older too they they like understand everything so much more than they used to just even a couple years ago so like they get like they're very black and white like this year is my year for Christmas. So initially when we talked about changing the schedule, even though it's my year, they were both like, well, that's not fair. It's your year. We were with dad last year. Like they get that. Mm-hmm. So then I have to try to like put it into perspective for them. But then once they realize, like, yeah, okay. So their dad's girlfriend's girls are younger. They're three and six. So, you know, they still believe in Santa and Christmas is so exciting for them. And they're like, yeah, we should really probably be with you know, with Riley and Bella and open presents with them. And so they're a little more understanding and they get, they get it a little bit more than they used to. What do you think are the biggest challenges facing a single parent or being a single parent? There are a few. I mean, I have my Ryan here who's super helpful, but before he lived with us and it was just me, like financially, it's a lot for two kids. So their dad and I share custody and rights so you know we don't like there's no child support paid between the two of us we both have them 50 50 that's just the way that it is um so when it was just me caring for the two of them by myself I struggled for a little bit for a while 
um, until I could kind of like kind of find a new budget and a new way to do things and really like manage money when I was by myself. Um, Christmas that first year was rough because it was just me and they still expected, they still expected just as much because they didn't, they still believe at that point. So it's like, you know, why would, Mm -hmm. I guess I could have come up with a story like, yeah, you know, you have Christmas at dad's house and my house now. So there's less presents at each place, but I didn't want to do that because my mom guilt wanted me to try to keep things Mm -hmm. as much the same as I possibly could. So financially it's a lot. I don't really communicate with their dad much, so that's hard because sometimes I feel like information and words are lost in translation between people, Um, whereas, like, talking to him directly would be easier, and obviously he could get all of the information all at one time and the correct information, Uh, so that's hard. And then it's just, like, two different homes. Like, their dad's house, their rules are completely different than the ones here, and, you know, it's, it's, like, it's just hard, like, things are the way they are at my house and things are the way they are at dad's house. And Do you have to, like, reset the rules, like, when they come back sometimes, to you? Or sometimes it... I do, yeah. Yeah, like, especially because they kind of have, like, free reign of, like, snacks and food at their dad's, which is, that's their rule and that's fine, but here that doesn't fly with me. Like, you need to ask me if you, especially, like, my oldest loves, like, sweets. So, like, she'll come home after school and we're not home yet. And she'll always text me first to ask me because she's been caught a few times, like, sneaking ice cream. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, like, too, girl. like if, I've, yeah, if I've made, like, cookies or something, she'll, like, eat them and then say that she didn't eat them. So our rule has always been, like, you need to ask for things. And, like, you don't eat food or have drinks in your bedroom. Like, just, they have, or, like, jump on the couch. Like, those are not things that we do here. We've never done them here in the last nine years we've lived here. And that hasn't changed. So it can be a lot. Mm. Do you, because your parents were divorced as well, right? My parents were divorced, but when they divorced, I was older. Well, I was like 12, 13-ish. And then my dad was sick. It wasn't like two different homes. So like being a child of divorce, do you feel like you learned, because you were younger, right? Did you learn like the different rules of different houses? Like, did you know I could do this at mom's, but not at dad's? Yes. (laughs) And I was was really really young when my parents divorced so it was always like I don't know my parents together ever so it was always mom's house and dad's house and I could always get away with and there was more leniency at my dad's house Mm -hmm. always which that's like a dad thing I don't know I'm not really (laughs) sure yeah so for you it was kind of normal having like multiple houses for Christmas or you know all those different holidays and events and stuff so yeah yeah, I don't know any major holiday without at least, like, three stops to make throughout mm-hmm. the day. All those divorced grandparents do things, too. So it's like, okay, well, we're going to go to this grandmother's house. And then when we leave here, we're going to go to this grandfather's house. And then after that, we're going to go to aunt so-and-so's. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Well, last week we had talked about, too, like, one of my things I talked about was I grew up in, like, celebrated holidays at just our house. And so it's hard for me adjusting now being like part of your family. There is so many different places to go. And for me, it's more stressful. But like for you, that's kind of the norm. And I think like the girls, your girls are used to doing that normally anyway. So like just adding in an extra Christmas almost is like almost nice for them. Yeah, they they don't really know any different. Yeah, you're right either. Because even when their dad and I were together, I mean, we still went to multiple places 
every holiday that there was. Because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants to see them. And then you feel bad because how often do you really see your grandparents? And Yeah, that's true. Especially now. <laughs> yes. What are the biggest positives about being a single parent? I know we talked a little bit about having more of that free time for self-care and stuff. But are there any others? Yeah. Free time? Um, I, up until Ryan moved in, I, I mean, even when their dad and I were together, I did everything. I did the baths, I cooked dinners, I cleaned dinners, I packed the daycare, I did the laundry, I took care of them all throughout all of this, and he didn't really contribute much to the household. So I think it's just having that downtime to kind of get those things done and not being the only one doing them anymore. I mean, granted, they're obviously a little bit older now, so they're more dependent and they're expected to do more things than they were when they were little, but that's nice to just have that time to do that. Or to not do it. Like, if they're not home, I don't necessarily have to really cook dinner. Like, you know, don't have to worry about everybody. Just worry about myself. That's true. That would be nice to, like, know that I would be coming home and not have to have dinner on the table for Shay or whatever. (laughs) Like, this last week, I really looked forward to the fact that they're with their dad, so I don't have to do the stupid elf while they're there. (laughs) (laughs) I just have to have it ready for when they come home. (laughs) Do they have an elf at his house? (laughs) Um, I think they do. I think I think her name's Twinkle. I think so, yeah. <laughs> well, then there's, like, the whole, you have to remember, like, the young girls, the three-year-old and the six-year-old that their dad's, like, they still believe, so you have to, like, be careful about what you say and don't, like, accidentally say something you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I can just see it now. <laughs> accidentally slip. Yeah. You know how kids are. If, if the six, if the three-year-old won't remember, but if the six-year-old hears, I could... Uh, imagine like if kids want to believe they're gonna believe no matter what other people say so oh yeah i witnessed firsthand a third grade girl's heart be shattered by another boy when he said that santa wasn't real and it was the most heartbreaking thing i've ever seen and i just am so sad for when that's that's uh our future when Oh. Baby Garby. Ruins it for all Santa's of us. Not real. <laughs> Jury is still out. He, Santa might come to Grandma and Grandpa's house. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what is your favorite holiday tradition that you've developed with the girls? You guys have a lot. Yeah, I guess so. Up until the separation, when I had them on Christmas Eve, we would always do, we do Christmas Eve because there's so many family members on Christmas Eve, my dad and my mom come to our house and they do their gifts with them. Then that way they can kind of enjoy them opening them instead of when they're we're around like tons of family. Um, and the girls really enjoy that because I let them pick like the things that we're going to make to eat. And they like to help bake and especially Paige, the oldest, she likes to make like desserts and can handcrafted gifts. And like, that's just, that's how it's always been every year. They've always gotten ready and been excited to do Christmas Eve. So that's one of our bigger traditions. We always do gingerbread houses. And I will tell you that I have glued those houses together with a super a hot glue gun every year for like the last five years. And I used to get teased about it, but it works because I don't, we don't eat it afterwards. It <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody right. eats them. So <laughs> I got lectured about it using the hot glue gun one year and I was like, look, we don't even eat this. And it keeps the stupid things together because they, they'll be decorating it and the whole thing just like falls over and then they get upset about it. So I... <laughs> If you guys need a suggestion, that works great. That's really good to know. <laughs> I'm sure I will need to use that. Yeah. I don't even think I own a hot glue gun, so I should probably go buy one. Back in the day when I used to get really crafty and hand make their birthday invitations, that's when I bought a hot glue gun. 
you were really crafty. Like, remember, I don't have she, time for that now. She had a Rapunzel. One of them had a Ugh. Rapunzel party, and she Age. glued yarn to each invitation and put it in like a long, beautiful braid on each invitation. Oh my god, <laughs> it was amazing. I don't suggest it. She did love that birthday <laughs> that year, though. That was that was good. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Katie is a definitely a yellow aura, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> And what is one piece of advice or encouragement you'd give single parents or co-parents or whatever? Um, one thing that I have had to learn that I would just suggest for everybody, just because it's it's not easy. And in my situation, it's probably a little bit more difficult just where their dad and I don't really get along. We're not super civil and we don't really communicate very much. But I have a hard time being reactive to like everything that I'm told when like when the girls come home, they'll just they'll talk about like how their week was at dad's. And then, like, sometimes they'll say things, and I so badly want to, like, just automatically respond to what they're saying, but then I have to, like, take a step back and be like, okay, just, like, look at the whole situation and find the best way to word it, because, like, I I have a very hard time, because I've always been in control of everything they do and they're exposed to, and, you know, what's really being said to them as far as, like, when they're home with me, and now I don't have that control anymore. So I have to like remind myself of that. Like I can't control what happens at their dad's house and I can only like have a, like a decent response to anything that they ask or say. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I feel like though you are such a good mom and like, I'm like getting goosebumps right now because you always take the high road and you always do what's best for the girls, no matter how you feel about the situation with their father or anything else that's going on. Like you're always very you just always want to make sure that you do what's best for them and, and take your emotions like out of it. And I think that's amazing. It, it is not always the easiest being the bigger person, but I try very hard. <laughs> you do a good job at it. I think that's a good point. Cause I think when we talk about co-parenting, like people assume, you know, you're co-parenting like together. And there's so many situations where that's mm-hmm. not the case. And no matter how hard you would want to try or whatever, the other person's just not cooperating or whatever it may be so you do have to figure out how to navigate like I can't imagine trying to raise children with somebody that you aren't even really speaking to like that cannot be easy and I mean his his girlfriend has been wonderful she's really who I communicate with and now that they're older I don't have to communicate about a lot because you know they can say like oh hey we you know we're due for shower or this is going on or just you know those kinds of things so that makes it a little bit easier. If they were younger, it would probably be harder for me. Just like I was saying, because I, I would want that direct communication. But they're older now. Like Paige, Paige has a phone that she can, you know, let me know how things are going. Or if she needs me, she can. they can just ask her to call me. So it's not, it's not as difficult as it would be, I think, if they were younger and him and I mm. didn't get mm-hmm. along. In I would have such a hard time, like, giving up. Like you said, that control especially if that mm. like at a younger age I feel like there's so much more but the girls now are they're pretty good at advocating for themselves and mm-hmm. I think you do a good job of like reminding them that if they need anything they can call you whenever um yeah but. and I think that I, they're old enough to realize too that I because especially recently especially with remote learning and the way the world is right now I've like reached out and I've tried to communicate directly with their dad and they are aware of that and they're old enough to realize now, like, they notice the things that he does that aren't okay versus the way that I respond to things. 
Mm-hmm. So they just, especially Paige, she's older. She gets she gets it. Like they'll even say like certain things. I mean, like you know, that's not fair. And I'm like, you're right, it's not. But unfortunately, we don't have any control over the way you know Dad chooses to handle things or what Dad says or doesn't say or those kinds of things. Yeah. It's a good lesson, though, to learn because I think a lot of people have a hard time understanding we can't control other people's behavior, whether it's like your parent or your friend or your husband or wife mm-hmm. or what a sibling mm-hmm. like you, you just can't control what other people do, but you can control how you react and what you do. But they're good girls. And I think it's all been for the best for them. Yeah, I definitely um, I mean, it was rough in the beginning, but I think that they've noticed that I'm I've a happier, more relaxed human being, yeah. which makes a big difference mm-hmm. in the kind of parent that I am too. And I feel like we say mm-hmm. on this podcast, at least more than once, that like you can't be the parent you want to be if you don't take care of yourself. So mm-hmm. I think that's important to keep in mind. But um, So thank you, Katie, for sharing your story and your experiences. Like I said, I know you're a really good mom and I get so emotional just watching you go through all this. You are a happier and better person than you're you're a good mom. (laughs) Do you want us to share your like where people can find you on social media, your Instagram or? Yeah, that's the only social media platform I have. (laughs) I think I think it's just at I think and it's an underscore Caitlin dot Daney is my username. We'll put it in the in the notes too. We've talked about this before. Like we have. We all have very similar lifestyles and similar viewpoints on parenting. So where you have older girls and you're split, so you're doing the whole co-parenting thing. Like I think your perspective is just so much different than ours because – And important to like include. Yeah. So I'm glad that you were able to have the time to do this thanks to co-parenting. You had a night off. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll wrap it up. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody. Like – comment subscribe share review review that's the one i always forget (laughs) share your stories uh all of that we love you guys and we'll talk to you all next week bye 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 Bye. (laughs) that was the cutest goodbye (laughs) 